In terms of the title of this morning's message, it is entitled Trust. And I've had the, the privilege to be able to share the word of the Lord with you so far. This would be the third time in 2020. And as I was waiting on the Lord for, for this morning, I started to realize that there was a pattern starting to develop. And as I started to realize this theme, my, my spirit became excited because it, it was like God is walking with us and prophetically his message is going out towards his people and that where we are right now should not necessarily catch us off guard. But as I started to reflect on the messages that have been shared in the not so past, long past, I started to realize that the Lord has been preparing us and he has really been walking a road with us to take us to where we are today and even beyond today. And so just to highlight some aspects, in, in January 2020, I shared with you a word called I can in him, highlighting Philippians 4 verse 13, which I'd like to read to you in the Passion Translation. For I am trained in the secret of overcoming all things, whether in fullness or in hunger, and I find that the strength of Christ's explosive power infuses me to conquer every difficulty. I pray that that scripture encourages you today. In May 2020, I shared a word with the congregation around being found faithful, highlighting the life of Job. And in the midst of his great suffering, Job was found faithful, even though in the suffering, he wasn't perfect. And yet, regardless of the hardship and the tragedy that he was going through, the word tells us that he remained blameless, upright, one who feared God and shunned evil. And so I put it before you today, who would have thought that we would find ourselves in the situation we find ourselves today? Coming into 2020, who would have thought that this corona COVID-19 pandemic and all the other consequential things related to it would be such a big pandemic in the world today? Whoever thought of the term lockdown coming in to 2020? I know it was not on my mind. It, wasn't, it was very far from my mind. And yet it's a term we're, we've become so familiar with. I mean, who would have thought that as I speak to you today, in particular in South Africa, we are in excess of 100 days of lockdown and it seems like the road ahead is still a very long one, and the journey is far from over. And you know, God is saying to, to you and me today, and he affirms you today, that you will make it in him. If you find yourself in him, you will make it. He affirms you today, especially those who have had a revelation of the sovereignty of God, you will see his hand of restoration in his good time. That's a promise for somebody today to hold on to, that if you find yourself in him, he will restore unto you in his good time. 
And so the word of the Lord to you today comes in the form of a question. And that question is from God himself, and that is, do you trust me? God is asking each and every one of us, no matter what we're going through, where we are at at the moment, he is asking your, in your heart of hearts, he is asking you this question today, do you trust me? And you know, in the cynical world that we live in today, I know I was taught that the minute somebody says, do you trust me? That's probably a good indicator to turn around and run. And while you're at it, don't look back. Just run. And so the question itself can evoke distrust. It may cause you to doubt the honesty or reliability of the person who's asking the question. You may even regard the person asking the question with a great deal of suspicion. However, God has the right and the authority to ask us this question, do you trust me? And the reason he has this authority and right to ask us this question is because he is sovereign. He is the sovereign God. So he can ask us this question. He can ask us this question because he is the truth. And all truth abides within him. And so he can ask us this question. And he can ask us this question because he loves us dearly. There is nobody who loves you more than our heavenly Father. And so he has this right and this authority to ask us this question. Do you trust me? And so I'd like to share two points with you today with regards to trust. And I pray the Lord will continue to encourage you and lift up your faith towards him as I share these points with you. Point number one. Faith and trust are inextricably linked, but they are not the same. I wanna repeat it for you. Faith and trust are inextricably linked, but they are not the same. Listen to this quote. The word translated trust in the Bible literally means a bold, confident, sure security or action-based on that security. Trust is not exactly the same as faith, which is, a, is the gift of God. We learn about that gift in Ephesians 2, verse eight to nine. Rather, trusting is what we do because of the faith we have been given. Trusting is believing in the promises of God in all circumstances, even in those circumstances where the evidence seems to be to the contrary. And so I wanna unpack that last sentence for a moment with you. And I wanna suggest to you that trust is believing. And that the believing portion is talking about faith. So trusting is believing in the promises of God in all circumstances, even in those circumstances where the evidence, the evidence again speaking to faith seems to be to the contrary. And we find a beautiful chapter regarding faith in Hebrews 11, and I would encourage you to go read that chapter when you get a moment. But in Hebrews 11 verse one, it says, now faith 
is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Again on faith, in Hebrews 11 verse six it says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The Bible talks about trust, however, in Proverbs 3, from verse five to six, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Just that portion of of Proverbs, I believe God is emphasizing towards us today. And he is asking that question directly to your heart today. And he's saying, do you trust me? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. So God is not asking us today about our faith in him. He is asking, do you trust me? Maybe your faith has been rocked of late. Maybe you've got a whole barrage of questions running around in your head and they go something like this, God, why? God, when is this going to end? God, are you really in control? Do you find yourself leaning more and more as this lockdown carries on and it seems further and further from an end? Are you finding yourself leaning more and more on your own understanding and strength? And so the one thing that you need to note about biblical trust is that it always engenders further trust in our God. And so when these questions are starting to run through your head, you can immediately call them to account because the one thing that must be noted about biblical trust is that it engenders further trust in our God. The man of God must never stop trusting in God completely. His faith may be knocked, He may stumble, he may fall, but we read in Psalm 37 verse 24, though he stumble, he will not fall, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Let's look at an example from scripture with regards to trust and faith, and it's a portion of scripture that you are so familiar with, but won't you turn with me to Matthew 14, and we're gonna be reading from verse 24. And it's this popular passage of Jesus walking on the water amidst the storm and Peter being called out of the boat. And so I want to ask you this question today. Was this instance a trust or a faith issue? Well, let's have a look at what the scripture tells us. Reading from verse 24, it says, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in this fourth watch, which we believe to be between three o'clock and four o'clock in the morning of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea, 
And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, and there's always a Peter. Don't you just love it? There's always a Peter. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those who were in the boat came and worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. So I ask you this question again. In this portion of scripture, was it a instance, in this instance, was it a trust or was it a faith issue? Jesus' answer or reply to Peter is self-evident when it comes to the issue of faith. When Peter was overcome with fear, Jesus immediately responded to him and said, Peter, you of little faith. So the Bible answers that question and it's self-evident. But I do believe that there is also a lesson in this portion of scripture about trust. And I want to suggest that Peter asking Jesus, Jesus, if it is you and not a ghost, command me to come down. Peter trusted Jesus when he said, come. I don't see any hesitation in the text. I don't see any debate or thought process. It just says that Peter came down from the boat and he started walking on the water. So Peter trusted Jesus when he said, come. Remember, it was a storm after all. It's not like the storm started to calm down when he asked this question. And we see no hesitation from Peter when he got out of the boat. You see, trusting Jesus was all Peter needed to get out of the boat. Faith is what Peter needed to walk on the water. And so God is asking you today, do you trust him enough to get out of the boat? That's the question he's asking you today. Do you trust him enough to get out of the boat regardless of the storms that we see and what is happening all around us? Do you trust me enough to get out of the boat? As Proverbs says, trust in him with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because it's when you're not leaning on your own understanding that you will have the trust and the courage to be able to get out of the boat. This brings me to point number two. And it is, it is entrusting that we renew our strength. And I ask you today, how many of us here today or listening on this broadcast could do with a little bit of renewed strength today? I trust for many they could do with a real input of strength today. And in Isaiah 40 from verse 31, 
we read, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and they will not faint. Just in this portion of scripture that's calling us to trust in God is also a call and a warning for us not to trust in ourselves. And I read an illustration about, about trust, which I want to share with you, trust in ourselves and our own abilities. And, and it goes like this, we are not to trust in ourselves because our understanding is temporal, finite, and tainted by our sin natures. That is why we are not to trust in ourselves. And the picture that's being painted here is that there's a bridge running across a thousand meter drop off and it links the two sides together. And trust in yourself is the bridge which is already rotten. And now you're walking across this thousand meter drop off. The only thing that can happen is disaster. So trusting in our own ability and in our own strength will not take us anywhere. You see, disaster is inevitably what follows when we trust and rely on ourselves. But you see, trusting God requires of us to settle something in our heart. And that settling is the sovereignty of God. We need to settle in our hearts that God is sovereign and he is fully in control. You see, once we realize that God is fully in control, that is when we are able to let go. You see, on his sovereignty, the Bible says, the Lord of hosts has sworn, saying, surely as I have thought, surely as I have thought, so it shall come to pass. And as I have purposed, so it shall stand. We also learned about the sovereignty of God when we were studying the book of Job together in, in that message of May. And it was interesting for me, it's still a revelation, that the minute Job understood God's sovereignty, it gave Job the ability to let go of his own means and his own strength. And the minute he came to an understanding that God is sovereign, it brought him to a place of repentance. And from that place of repentance, God was able to restore him. And God was able to restore Job to a place far greater than what he ever was before. And so I put it to you that it was Job's placing of his unequivocal trust in the Lord that, under, that gave him an understanding of God's sovereignty and based on that he could submit to the Lord's sovereignty. I've heard a word being uh, thrown around uh, lately, and it goes like this, don't waste a good crisis. How many of you have heard that in the last few months, in the last few days? Don't waste a good crisis. You know, the very statement in itself smacks of arrogance, self-reliance, and opportunism especially when it is spoken from the wrong heart. 
But rather, as believers, we should not waste the opportunity in this crisis to turn our eyes towards Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let us not waste the opportunity to fully surrender to the sovereignty of God. Let us not waste the opportunity to come to repentance where there is a need for repentance. And let us not waste the opportunity to trust in Him fully with all our hearts. You see, it is in trusting God that you will make it through. It is in trusting God that you will be able to run this race the season of this race and come out on the other side victorious in him. It's because you can in him, because you have placed your trust in him, that you are able to make it through. And so, Father is issuing an invitation to all of us today and he's saying, come to me, come to me and you will find your rest. Come to me and you will find peace. Place your trust in me and you will find that it is the most secure place that you could find yourself. Imagine for a moment, what a better place to find yourself than in the hands of our heavenly Father. And that is exactly where Father is wanting you to position yourself. And so he's, in, he's issuing an invitation to all of us today. Come to me. May our response and confession be that of the psalmist. In Psalms 91 verse two we read, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Listen to these beautiful words of the prophet Habakkuk. He had a revelation of what it is to trust the Lord. In verse 17 of chapter three, we read, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the, from the fold, and there be no herds in the stalls, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I want to replace that word there, rejoice, and say, yet I will trust in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on the high heels. So may these words encourage all of us today May it strengthen you for the road ahead, knowing that we do not know how long it's still going to be, how long it is still going to take for, for this season that we find ourselves in to come to an end. But I want to declare to you today, rest assured, God does. God does. He knows exactly the seasons. He knows the days. He knows your steps. He knows your days. He knows the plans he has for you, and they are good plans. 
And so he is calling out to you today, do you trust me? And I am believing that your answer is an unequivocal, yes, God, I trust you. You are my source, you are my strength. Whatever I've held onto, I put to one side and I say, Lord, I will not trust in my own efforts, but I put my trust firmly in you. And so I am believing today that when Jesus turns towards your heart and says, do you trust me? Your answer is a resounding, yes, God, I trust you. Let us pray. Father, I want to lift up each and every person here today. Everybody who is listening, Lord, I pray that their hearts and their faith may have been tested in this time. But Lord, I believe that their trust in you is unwavering. And Lord, I am just wanting to lift up each and every person who in their heart today says, it is tough, it is hard. I have got all these questions running through my head about when is this going to end and is God really in control? And sometimes that confusion leads to anger with God. Well, Lord, as your people, if that is the case, we ask for your forgiveness and we repent today if we have shown lack of trust in you. We turn our eyes towards you, Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and we say thank you that you have paid the price that we can make it today and live in your victory. So Lord, I take this opportunity right now to lift up each and every person who finds themselves in some way or form conflicted and we pray that your mind will find peace in Jesus' name. We speak to those hearts, we speak to those minds and we say be quiet in Jesus' name. And we say, Holy Spirit, you start to speak into those hearts. Lord, I start to pray now for people who have lost vision, and I pray, Lord, that vision will be restored, that there would be a sense of purpose, not the spiral of hopelessness that some might find themselves in, but that in you, they will find their strength. In trusting you, they will be able to get out of the boat and walk on the water, and I thank you, Lord, that their faith will not fail them. I thank you, Lord, that they will have the strength to be able to face the days ahead because they have purposed in their hearts to place themselves in your hands. And so, Lord, we lift up your people today and we say, be of good cheer because your heavenly Father is looking upon you with all the love and care and he loves you and wants to take care of you. Place yourself in the palm of his hand and may you place your trust firmly in him and he will renew your strength. We thank you, Lord, that today is the day that you have made and that we do not plan too far long ahead, but that we'll plan our steps and order them in you. And that, Father, we would rather, before we start operating in our own strength, that we will lean our ears and our hearts towards your chest, 
where you will comfort us and guide us in every step of the way. So we give you honor and glory, Lord. We place our trust in you. We thank you for your goodness and your kindness towards us. And we thank you that this is a new day in which we can live in your goodness and in your strength. And Lord, we declare from our lips today to heaven's throne room, we trust you, Lord. We trust you with our very innermost being. We place our hearts and our trust in your hands because there's no better place to be. In Jesus' name, amen.